0: this is a holy baptist church podcast bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome lives are changing and jesus is king thanks for listening with us today we would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us but for now we pray you enjoy listening for what god has in store for you in this episode and that helps change your life for the better in jesus name. enjoy
1: well good evening uh welcome to holy baptist Church's going deeper where we go a little bit deeper with the past month's sermon series i'm martin i'm going to be comparing this evening i guess and i've got some great guests got phil who's a regular with us but also nigel davidson who um uh, came to us the other week a couple of weeks ago uh talks about talked to us about cat which is Christian against. Poverty. So I'll welcome them in a moment. Uh, but if you want to uh, comment, please do so in the comments below. Um, if you're watching this live, uh, we will do our best to spot those comments, read them and comment on them as well. And if you've got any questions, we'd love to try and ask, answer them as well. But yeah, hope you're all good. I'm going to invite uh, Phil in now. There's Phil. Hi, Phil. You all right? Hello, Hello. Um, evening. Even, you all right? i'm all right yeah i keep going my wife keeps telling me to
2: put suntan cream on because now we're in that season we are definitely um, i'll uh, grow more hair one of the two
1: uh
2: yeah i'll get a cap
1: yeah
2: get a cap
1: isn't yeah.
2: that that's a good segue actually isn't it
1: yes cap, cap. that is yes and talking of cap i'm gonna <laughs> invite nigel onto the screen now here we go hello nigel i can't see you but i hope you're there
3: uh yeah i'm here Uh, let's just see uh that's better yeah yeah and you can see this the sun shining through um because my study is very much the sun comes down at this time of night so uh, so so it it may look as if i'm very tanned but it's not okay it's it's an optical vision
1: all right (laughs) (laughs) thank you you guys so much for um Uh, joining us. Can I just put this comment up just so we all see it? Megan says, nice shirt, Martin. I had a few comments about my shirt this morning. It's it's first outing. So uh, I'm not sure whether people comment because they actually like it or because um, they don't like it. But well, I'll I'll take it Uh, that they they like it. So um, uh, yeah, Phil and Nigel, you have been part of this sermon series um, called Cost of Living and really it's a sermon series which offers biblical and practical advice about how we tackle this cost of living crisis that we find ourselves uh, in and although we saw that inflation has gone down a little bit it's still going up quite a lot uh, and although we also seen that the um, energy prices have gone down, it's predicted they're going to be more expensive next winter than it was this past winter. So we are far from being out of, of the crisis. Also, interest rates have gone up. So mortgage payments are becoming uh, greater. So we're all in a bit of a perfect storm uh, at this uh, moment and have been for, for quite a while now. And Nigel, do you want to just say a little bit about who you are um a little bit about what you do in terms of your work for cap and maybe just say a bit about cap and i'll be just interested to know have you and cap noticed any differences in the last six to nine months uh, since we've gone into this crisis
3: okay yeah well thank you and great to be with you um so i've got a few roles with cap um one of the roles i have my my one paid role is actually i link up with supporters um, people who are generously giving to the charity and i cover london and southeast and east of england and i have regular conversations with people Um, who are really inspired about the work and are willing to give quite um, um, significant sums of money Mm. uh, for CAP. Uh, Locally, I'm based in Croydon, so not very far from Hawley, and I'm involved with the local CAP work. Uh, We have two debt centres in Croydon, one serving the north of the borough, one the south. Mm. Um, I, in the past, ran the the south of the borough uh, debt centre for four years, and then I passed that on to a colleague. And I now help primarily as a befriender so I go with the debt center coach to people's houses. And as a befriender, it my role is to is, is as the name implies, get to know the person, understand some of the issues they've actually had. And I've got a couple of people that I'm in contact with doing that role. Yeah. Um, also so I'm men-
1: guessing, Nigel, that hmm. being a debt counsellor is some is somewhat different to being a befriender and has a different skill set, or is it very similar?
3: Yeah, well, the, the the debt coach is is a role which is trained by Cap, mm. um, and um, you don't actually need to be a, an accountant by any means because the, the the financial work is done at the head office in Bradford, um, but the role very much is actually knowing how to uh work with the client to get the information to be able to then get a plan whereas the befriender is there in terms of being able to really get to know the person as an individual take them out for a coffee look at Mm. any other issues that they could um, benefit from
1: so much broader um remit than maybe just trying to sort out someone's debt and get them on a repayment plan this is a much broader trying to get them on the right track i guess in life
3: yeah no absolutely and 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 you know you said about what things have sort of perhaps changed and and i think what we found is that this cost of living crisis is real It, it really is affecting people quite significantly um over fifty percent of the people that we're working with now have what we call broken budgets, which essentially means that even when you cut right to the bone, there yeah. isn't enough money coming in to balance the books. Mm. Um, and so it's uh, you know the choices are very stark. You know it's one of actually do you heat your home or do you you know have a meal? You know and and um, I've seen very much that right in Croydon quite uh, yeah. regularly. Right, right. And
1: what sort of people are do you have coming? to cap has that changed at all um I, I would i don't think it well has it changed I, I
3: think there are there are definitely more people who are coming to cap um because of the, the fact that the safety net they've actually got has mm. sort of disappeared um so i think te- we tend to find that the people who are coming to cap are people who have got no real savings yeah um and also they probably lack a lot of family support or if they have got family support they are also in a pretty dire situation so when you've got those two so that you know that that has always been the case but we're seeing that more deeper now because of the fact that there are more people being trapped into that situation
1: Mm, mm, yes unfortunately you know i've I've been very privileged to have the bank of mum and dad always there as a a backup if you haven't got those those family that family support yeah suddenly you haven't got that like you said that safety net uh to 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 help them phil Phil, have you had anything to do with with cap at all because uh you're a baptist minister you're currently a, a chaplain in a hospital but you've been involved in a number of churches and
2: yeah um certainly in my previous church in clevedon down in uh north somerset they um there were a number of people who came to the church through cap actually There's one one lovely guy who was having all sorts of problems, got in touch with Cap and they managed to stabilise his situation and just get him more on an even keel. Um, Yeah. So so, yeah, we have and we found that folks come, you know, are much more open to discuss the rest of their life and sorting out other things in their lives once, you Mm -hmm. know, they get help on a practical matter like that. So it does make a big difference. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Have you found, Nigel? Have you found that that because we're hearing on the news all the time that people are—it's now working families that are getting hit, whereas before it was folks who weren't necessarily in jobs. And yet you've got two now—you've got couples who are both working and struggling. Mm-hmm. Are you finding the the demographics changing that that you're getting different people coming to you that you wouldn't normally?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Phil. I mean, there there are a lot of people who are what we call in work poverty you know so it's not just relying on benefits it's people who because the headline unemployment rate is a bit of a facade really it, it, it there are there are a lot of people who are both underemployed um so they're actually working but they haven't got a you know a full days a full week's work as it were um, and also a lot of people who are on very low wages Hmm. um the actual quality jobs in terms of ones which would be good enough to be able to have a reasonable you know standard of living they're actually quite few and far between now
2: yeah yeah i can imagine yeah and you have to earn quite a bit don't you especially if you live in this neck of the woods um i became i moved from being a a dweller of the manse for 20 odd years Nearly 30 years, actually, to suddenly having to pay a mortgage two years ago, um, and it suddenly made me realise how <laughs> <laughs> he fills every month, Nigel, and they're yes. huge. Yes, yeah, and especially yeah. in the southeast where we are, it, it's is worse, isn't it? So yeah, I
3: mean the the, the rents are are staggeringly high, and um, the off it's quite often that your rent might be as much as 50% of your yeah. income. Yeah. Um, when you yeah. get that, then you start having the energy costs going through the roof. Then you actually have the, you know, the cost of the water, the cost of the council tax. That's yeah. another one that is really quite significant. Um, very quickly, there's very little to go
2: around.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot do left
2: you, at the end of the month, is it? Yeah.
1: Do you see because CAP is a national organisation, isn't it? So do you see those regional differences? Is it is it a lot lot worse here, or is poverty the same wherever in in UK? Well,
3: We've just um, we've just recently, pu- well, in fact, last week, we published our client report, which is on the website, and I'd recommend having a look at that because that actually shows you the demographics. Um, so it gives you a, a view right across the piece. Um, I think it's fair to say that it is definitely a national problem, but mm-hmm. certain areas are more affected than others. Yeah. Um, in the southeast, absolutely, the housing is a big issue in terms of the costs, um but on the other hand if you're actually in the north sometimes the actual job situation is actually worse so you've got different situations coming actually up um on that side
1: Mm. Mm. so just give a quick run through you talked about debt um centers for cap you talked about befriending
2: Uh,
1: what else does cap do that that may be people can get involved in either helping out or actually they might need the help themselves what 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 is out there okay so so cap has basically got four
3: sort of services it's core services the debt help service with a debt center and that's for people who are really in unsustainable debt yeah um and there's a free phone number that people call and that would then involve the debt coach going with a befriender to a client's home Mm. Um, we've got two other services which we call under the banner of group services and one you'll be very familiar in Hawley because you've just actually uh, launched it which was Cap Life Skills Um, and Cap Life Skills is a great course to help people what we we talk about thriving on a low income
2: Mm. which
3: might sound a little bit uh, (laughs) idealistic but it's actually about really looking at how you spend your money Um, and trying to spend it wisely, um, healthy eating, healthy budgeting, all of those aspects. And that's over a course that is typically run probably at a church premise over around about seven weeks. And we have a similar course called Cap Job Clubs, which, as the name implies, is very much focused on helping people get into employment. Many of the people who attend Cap Job Clubs have been out of work for quite a period of time, and it's Mm. quite a scary prospect. And then the final service is our money management course. Uh, which again hawley has been one of the areas that has, has run that course we're just revamping that course um next week next month will be um the relaunch of uh, an updated course to reflect the fact that now habits have changed a little bit we're not paying as much by cash now we're paying by card more um which has its own challenges because we don't really p- perhaps appreciate the value of money in mm. quite the same way um, but we've got a course and that's typically run over three sessions and that's really a course which can be of benefit for everybody mm. um, because it you know we we as christians are very much told to be good stewards of our money um, and even if you're blessed well it's you can also look at how you're using that money effectively um uh, and if you're cutting out if you can cut back on certain things and free up money then that gives you the opportunity to perhaps channel that money into other causes
1: good causes people that need help Mm, yeah And, and that's kind of uh so as part of the series cost of living this morning i talked about living generously um and about uh, you know you talked about re- it can release some of our money if we if we manage our money well we can release some of that money to be generous to others for whom no matter how well they manage their money they are never going to be able to make ends meet and yeah and i talked about this morning about the way we fill that gap between their income and their expenditure is got to be generosity yeah. um because otherwise you know how on earth are they going to find that that money and um, do yeah. cap give out any money at all so, we, we, we don't give money as such, um, yeah. but what we do do is we
3: have what we call our client aid, where we give them uh, where there's an emergency, yeah. um, we will fund typically things like a food shop. Yeah. Um, and in our client report, I was just actually reading that uh, we actually had 1,831 people were given emergency support mm. last year. 38% of our of our clients required that, and that was significantly up um, on, on on previous years um, yeah. on that yeah. side. So so when we visit somebody or, or they come along on a course, we will look at you know are there any particular needs, and then we will help them. That we also give fuel vouchers. Um, they are from fuel companies. We've got relationships with the yeah. co- uh, companies you know like British Gas, who will. Fund those, which is really good. So, we don't actually give you know money as such because yeah. we want to be responsible on that side, but we will yeah. certainly meet
1: those needs where we can. Money is always a difficult one, isn't it? Because you don't know what they're going to spend it on, yeah. but it's actually so good to be able to offer them some practical help, yeah, uh, immediate practical help. So, in Hawley, we have the Hawley Food Bank, which is run by Churches for Hawley, uh, and they anyone who turns up will get a bag of, of food mm-hmm. they won't get it if they turn up again unless they've actually signed up properly for the food bank but it's that straight away we can help you yeah. um, and also Hawley Lions uh, run something called WOW warm over winter campaign where they yeah. can pay money directly into your energy supplier account uh, and uh, just help you uh, yeah at, at what is often a very difficult and expensive time, time mm-hmm. of the year so that's not operating mm-hmm. now obviously mm-hmm. but I think it'll be starting up again uh, in the winter. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah.
1: Phil, yeah. Say something.
2: <clears throat> say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about. I was trying to remember what what the titles were in the series. So you were
1: doing. Sure I, mind you. Sure I remind oh, you. I remind you what they are. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the first one was. Um, wait, a minute. I've got a written <laughs> down here. Uh, He's got them uh, so I always mean, forget them. So uh, living free. So I was. Yeah. It was me that one, and I was talking always about fun. how could we be uh, free of worry and anxiety when it comes down to money, because we get so anxious about it. One of the practical tips was don't check your bank balance before you go to bed. <laughs> There's be Absolutely nothing you can do about it, and yeah. you'll just spend the yeah. whole night worrying about it. So yeah. it's that like sort it. of thing. Um, Nigel, you were number two, so you talked about living selflessly. I'm guessing that was linking up a bit with that befriending stuff uh, that you're talking about and giving our time um, to help those uh, in need. Uh, Phil, you spoke about living with margin. Actually, there are some practical ways we can release some of that anxiety and also release the chances of us getting into a crisis by just creating a little bit of margin in your life. And then I spoke this morning on living generously, as I've already just mentioned about how can we be generous and why is it important that we're generous yeah. at, at, at yeah. this time. Um, Phil, just to pick up on, on yours, I really, uh, and Nigel, I, I don't know if you listened to his, his sermon. You've got your own sermons to listen to at your church. Yeah. But Phil, uh, I, quite, I really like the fact you said sometimes we have to lower our standard of living in, all, in order to improve our quality of life. Um, yeah and you
2: you can instantly feel the kickback on that one can't you I mean in my own soul I felt it Um, yeah but you do I mean and it's it's recognizing that the difference between your standard of living and your quality of life are not the same thing and we've I don't know about you do you get these do you get stuff through the post sometimes and it it actually promotes itself as quality of life so it'll say if you buy a you know, a Range Rover Evoque, for example, for 50,000 pounds. I know because I've looked at the price. <laughs> I've always wanted one and I can't afford one. Um, <laughs> so if you buy a Range Rover Revoke for 50,000 pounds, you will feel free. And it, they, they express it almost in religious terms, don't they? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that your your quality of life will rise personally if i tried to buy a range rover evoke my my anxiety would rise because i would be wondering how i'm going to pay for it next
1: you'll be living in it
2: yeah (laughs) i'd sell i'd have to sell the house um, so not that you know there are some folks who can afford it because they're on a living that that means you can afford it but for most you know for a lot of people that's not possible Mm. so you know it it And the advertisers will always tell you that your quality of life and your standard of living are the same thing. And that's absolute rubbish. It's absolute rubbish because how many people have got, you know, all the gear and yet really they they are just terrified of what might happen tomorrow and and they've got all the stuff and they don't want to go home because home life is so dreadful. And, you know, so it's not the same thing and we need to wake up to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So just about that, really. But it is so countercultural to say yeah. lower your standard of living. I mean, what what government ever got in by saying that? In fact, there was something in the news recently, wasn't it, where some was it the Bank of England? Yes, guys, he said,
1: said you need to you just not have so much money.
2: That's right. Yeah. 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 and there was an uproar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: but yeah. he was
2: right. Yeah. You know what? It's it's not where you're going to be happiest money helps yeah but it, yeah. it it doesn't automatically mean your quality of life is good if you have a load of cash yeah. and a load of stuff it doesn't yeah. mean that yeah one,
3: one of the one of the things that uh, we talk about on the money management course is actually how many things are free you know, that you can yeah. you know enjoy you know and we actually ask people to to talk about what things are, are free that they can actually do you know in terms of walking you know museums quite often you know and there's quite a long list of things that come out
1: Mm. um
3: and it's just having that appreciation and everything else um you know we haven't got a museum
1: in hawley (laughs) (laughs) we're not we haven't we There (laughs) might be one
2: somewhere
1: (laughs) church is free exactly exactly you even get a free tea and coffee and a cake if you are lucky and a smile yeah, Smile, yeah, yeah. I'm,
2: look, I'm looking forward to my bus pass i'm hoping they don't cancel it by the time i get there but you know yeah
1: i'm thinking that's not going to exist by the time i get to that <laughs> age, but, um. <laughs> You're right. my, my, my wife turns 60 on wednesday
3: and she has got her freed you know we actually have a 60 plus card in croydon yeah. that actually allows you to uh and uh so yeah so she proudly
1: has that has that badge now So. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Nigel uh, actually, yeah. before, I just ask you a question but guys if you are watching please do put your questions yeah. in the comments And because you're being very quiet this evening apart from Megan you're doing an amazing job but uh, if you do have any questions or comments do please pop, pop them in and we will try and answer them uh, but Nigel just picking up on that attitudes where people rail against the idea of lowering their living standard to improve their quality of life. Do you see that attitude in those people that you befriend or you have in the different courses in CAP? Does that therefore make it difficult to help people?
3: No. I, I mean, the people that I've come across are people who are really sort of struggling. Mm. Um, and, and and I think their biggest challenge is that they're living probably next door to somebody who might have quite an affluent uh lifestyle or certainly they will see that around and might even feel that it's actually more than it actually is to be honest with you but this sort of you know living up to the joneses type is 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 quite a, a challenge i think and so for a lot of people it's um it the challenge is that they feel that um you know they 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 haven't got anything like that and 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 that that is something that they're missing Mm. but really deep down their biggest issue is that they're in such a bad way in terms of the worry associated with debt sometimes also feeling a bit ashamed to be honest with you in certain instances and yet the one of the things that really sort of struck me and I, you know I, um, when I when I started this work I, I always was intrigued about you know why did people get into debt? That was one of the things that sort of went through my mind and you know I, I I tended to think, well, surely there must be a degree of irresponsibility here you know and everything else. but far from it the the reason people get into debt is because of an unfortunate circumstances nearly every single time mm. you know it's either a breakdown in relationship, an illness, sometimes a combination of those, loss of a job, very, very rare to actually have an example of someone who's been prolific in any great way and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. on that side. Um, So really, you know, the attitude is very one one of gratefulness that somebody is able to give them the time to be able to help them. Um, And I think what they really find surprising with CAP is that and and this is really where I see the distinction between CAP and a lot of debt counselling services is that we really do try to get to know the individual and understand them and then start to look at some of the other issues that they're actually encountering. Um, Like, you know, the Peters of this world, which I'm actually supporting at the moment. You know, I mean, Um, and, and when you start to get that trust, then you can actually start to, see other things and sometimes there are simple things that can be done to actually resolve things which make a massive difference for them mm-hmm. mm. this this sounds
1: like this isn't a easy fix for for an individual and they it sounds like they need a lot of time a lot of guidance mm. um so you know you coming as a befriender you need to be able to give them time i mean how much time do you spend maybe a week with, with these people do you have to be quite do you have to set quite strong boundaries
3: how does well, it work yeah well what we do with cap is that typically you wouldn't befriend a lot of people the idea is that you do give quality time to a certain number of people um and also there tends to be a situation sometimes that they might need a bit more help early on and then a little bit less help yeah. going forward um so it's difficult to be precise exactly um but i would be looking at, at least making contact you know once a week but often that would be a telephone call a text you know and, and you know and sometimes invite the person out for coffee yeah. um, it doesn't need to be necessarily a, a, a lot of time yeah. um, particularly with the technology that we've actually now got but you'd be amazed at what that difference can make in terms of just giving them a message you know, of encouragement, and you know, on that side, um, a lot of these people have tended to sort of almost withdraw into their shell, um, and it's somehow about being able to bring them out of that. And you know, and obviously, one element is to potentially to invite them to the church, to invite them to an act, you know, a, a, you know, an activity, and try and develop a community for them
1: in whatever way you can. So, so these people you're befriending are they people who have gone through? One of your courses, and that you, or maybe they've had the debt counselling, but they just need that for them, for the sake of their mental health. I guess is that that touch point every now and then. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, and also, it
3: you know, it is. I mean, it's dealing with the issues. So, I'll give you a, just a practical example of, of of Peter that I'm supporting at the moment. Peter's going through um, a debt a, a debt plan here. Go for a debt relief order, which will resolve his immediate debts um but he's faced with a 20 increase in his um uh, rent um and, and and i've been discussing with the landlady about you know is that reasonable you know and everything else and what's interesting in this case is that the landlady is facing challenges and yeah. so she's having to pass on that to actually him so we're having to sort of look at what options we've got to actually deal with that yeah. um some of it is you know, he was able to to be able to get more more housing benefit, uh, but he needed a bit of hand-holding to be able to mm. go through the process. Um, you can get a 50% off transport card because he's claiming benefits. But in order to do that, he had to get a photo and he had to go to a place to find that. And and that was too much for him. So I would take him get mm. the photos done and everything else. So, you know, it's, it, it's things like that, really, in terms of being able to – Get him on a better even kill. Yeah. Um such that because otherwise if he just went out of debt, fine, but there would still be other issues that would continue yeah. to to plague him.
2: Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, it is about having someone draw alongside it's it's Pentecost today. And yeah. um and that wonderful word, the paraclete, someone who draws alongside is so important, isn't it? Because to have someone draw alongside gives you the confidence to do something about it, whereas if they don't and you're all on your own and you, it's all down to you, it, you know, I think people just give up. They just It's overwhelming, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know in my own family, um, you know, we work with a, a relative because I think they would have struggled to do it on their own. They just would have struggled. You know, elderly relative, mm. it all would have been overwhelming and they, they wouldn't have gone for it, you know. So, but with a bit of family support, that's helpful. But for those who haven't got that family support, cap's brilliant because you step alongside
3: yeah yeah Uh, and one one of the things that cap is 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 spending more and more time about is trying to influence policy a bit more now Um, cap is now 27 years old so it's sort of gone through its growing pains if you like and also gaining a degree of credibility and now we're getting you know government approaching cap in some instances which is very encouraging yeah, but yeah. a lot of the processes don't actually uh, you know help the individual um mm. and so we're we're, we're we're trying to highlight the ones where little changes that could be made would actually make a, a massive difference you know yeah. on that side mm. so there's a lot of focus on that and and raising the awareness um because i don't think that people even with the cost of living crisis although that has one of the positive things, I think, and we were talking beforehand, weren't we, about what the, what, what's been a positive thing out of the cost of living crisis. One of the positive things has definitely been that the awareness has significantly risen right across the, the whole country. Mm. Um, mm. But we need to keep that focus going because we know that what tends to happen is you get a, you get you get some awareness to a certain level, but then it suddenly falls back again. Yeah. um and, and we want to keep that momentum going so that people recognize that more needs to be done There was a lot of support with the energy you know with the with the, mm-hmm. with the actual energy price but a lot that's been taken away now of course yeah. um and now you know we need to ensure that that comes back again if it's needed and it may well be needed you know later on in the year
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i was yeah. hoping you were going to get political for a minute there nigel <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no, no, not, not about any of that. Uh, okay. we've, got, we've got a question. We've got a question from uh, Neil and Angie, or Neil or Angie. It uh, said, I heard someone say a generous person is a happy person. Oh, it's Neil. He's putting in brackets at the end. heard someone say a generous person is a happy person. Do you agree? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not a generous person. so um. <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, come on. You'll be good at this. What? Oh, great. Um. I'm we were
2: we had a life group this week and I said because I I'm now on what you would call a living wage, you know, so Mm. I now earn a reasonable wage. Um, It's not a brilliant wage, but it's a living wage. You know, you can live off it. Mm. And I'm finding it harder. The more I have, the harder I find weirdly. Mm. And I'm finding it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Um, But, yeah, I would say, yes, I mean, I we were talking in life group and it was about um christmas and stuff i love it when people open Prezies and you know that that just seeing the smile on someone else's face when you buy them something or do something for them um mm-hmm. is quite a reward in and of itself isn't it so mm-hmm. it is it does produce some joy in your life i think and we were saying on wednesday night we were saying um Weirdly, if you can only be happy when something good happens to you, you're going to be happy, what, 50% of the time? But if you can be happy when something good happens to other people as well, you can be happy 100%. Well, not, you know, let's be realistic. But you can be happy percentage wise a lot more when you take joy in what happens to other people. But that's really difficult.
1: What? That's really difficult. I think, to take... we So often, we, we like, well, I want that, and they're having that. That's not fair. Oh. And we get so cross and yeah. upset. So rather than being happy for someone, we end up getting even more grumpy. So, I'd yeah. let Facebook myself. Uh, I think yes. Facebook is... Oh,
2: I'm not on it, because it's easy for me. I always pick on things that are easy for me, which is really good. Um, don't you? You always do, don't you? But Facebook can be so can't it you know somebody mm-hmm. takes a photo from their holiday balcony just, you know i'm, I'm so, so happy, happy for you, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: what was it what was it jesus said he loves a cheerful giver doesn't he and uh mm. i think i think you know that for me is part of this is that we don't want people to you know to feel that they're you know giving begrudgingly you know on that side yeah. of it you know yeah. Yeah. um that's why we say with with cap we want people who have got the heart for the poor to be yeah. able to get it to be involved in the work that's mm. the key and to be honest with you if you've got the heart for the poor you'll find the time yeah. you know mm. um you'll find mm. the, the 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 you know that won't be an issue because
2: that's you know a priority for you in your life really mm. you know? mm.
1: yeah so- yeah And
0: it does
2: do you good, doesn't it? It is a discipline, isn't it? I think it's a discipline as well as a a habit that needs to become a habit. But if you can continue it, but if you stop at any point, because we had a break between, you know, we were giving quite a percentage of our income away every month. Um, And then I moved from being a local minister into a homeowner and a A worker in a ordinary job and there was this gap and I found that gap really hard to negotiate I'm glad I had to preach on this because it made me it forced me to negotiate on that and to say okay god I need to Mm. get this back again and and put it back into because I can't stand up there and say things if I'm not doing it so (laughs) I do uh, do it
1: every week yeah
2: Yeah, so if I could preach a little less,
1: that would be a lot easier. <laughs> right. yeah. See, so I, I, I'm just looking at that comment. A generous person is a happy person. Maybe you could turn the other way around. And could you? would you agree that a happy person is a generous person? Because a happy person is someone that's found, con- potentially someone that's found contentment with what they have, whereas yeah. an unhappy person is someone who's always striving for more, and it's very difficult to mm. give away when you're actually striving for more. So, maybe it works that way. A happy person is a generous yeah. person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Paul said he learned to be content, hadn't he? Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: It's that happy is a difficult word, really. Um, it, it, it suggests that everything's hunky dory, but actually, contentment something that's different. Like you yeah. said, Paul being content in all circumstances. I'm sure he wasn't happy when he was being shipwrecked and bitten by a snake or whatever it was. But yeah. that's, uh, right. that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that the insidious thing is we that the idea of more. It's like that question, isn't it? How much more do you need to be happy? Mm. And the answer is always just a bit more, yeah. no matter where you are on the scale. There's always a the answer, the response or the feeling is always if I just had a little bit, yeah. or a li- or the next promotion, or the next level, or the next yeah. income, you know. And and the reality is, unless you're content. Where you are, you're you're never going to be happy because you're always wanting that bit more. Yeah. So more is, yeah, it's it's
1: part of the culture, isn't it? You just want yeah. more, and then you'll be okay. Research has put a figure on it: twenty yeah. percent. We think if we had twenty percent, if we got paid twenty percent more, then we'd be happy. Yeah. But then you need to look at the people that are getting paid twenty percent less, and, and yeah, they're looking the- at you, thinking, if only I got paid yeah. the same as you, I'd be happy. It's, yeah. You're chasing your you tail.
2: Yeah, or if you think, how much was I earning 10 years ago? It was probably 20% less at least, wasn't it? 10 years. Um, Are you any happier today now you're earning 20% more? You know, that's the question, isn't it? Does it make a difference?
1: Um, We're coming to our close, but I just want to pick up something Nigel, with you, because um, CAP has a, what sounds like a very ambitious um, hope for our nation. I just wonder if you want to as we come to a close, just maybe let us know what that is so i mean cap's vision is transformed lives
3: thriving churches and an end to uk poverty Mm -hmm. um and yeah that is an ambitious vision um we see every day transformed lives Mm. you know people's lives you know we shared sid's story um a couple of weeks ago Um, and we see great examples of thriving churches churches that are you know um, you know they don't necessarily have to be involved in cap but we certainly see a number of great partner churches really getting there into the community Mm. Um, the end to uk poverty is 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 perhaps the hardest one Um, and when we say an NTK poverty this is about people having the basics it's not actually about people you know having the same um we the joseph roundtree uh, foundation found that 13.4 million people are now living in poverty in the uk that's the mm. uh figure which is a a sobering figure um and uh we want to see that figure come down substantially um and that really is a big focal point for cap so I think we were talking earlier on about the fact it was big church day out cap had a stand there Um, and its focus this particular year was about asking people to tell your mp about about actually thinking more about poverty Mm. thinking more about this what what is what can you do you know in your constituency know for that particular aspect what can you do in influencing government to to, you know to have uh, awareness and it's not a party political thing it's right across the it's right across the piece um and so that very much is 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 the focus we want to see a trend moving the other way because at the moment we're seeing more people coming into poverty than actually less um which is which bearing in mind I don't know Britain. Certainly, in the ten wealthiest economies, I think it might be even in the top six. Mm. Um, that's pretty tragic, isn't it, yeah. to have that statement? Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Phil, and thank you, Nigel. Thank you to you guys for uh, for watching. I'm going to end with this comment from uh, Steve. He's, he's quoted uh, a Reverend Jansen. I can't pronounce that, but uh, it's someone from Nairobi. It says sometimes we, we withhold so much that there is no room for us to receive more blessings. Sometimes we withhold, we withhold so much that there is no room for us to receive more blessings. Uh, I hope this series has been a challenge for you. If you've missed any of the um, episodes, do look back on our YouTube channel or sign up for our podcasts. And, uh, yeah hopefully it's been practical as well as challenging and big thank you to phil and big thank you to nigel as well for sharing uh, your time with us cheerio bye see you folks thank you
0: That was today's episode of the Holy Baptist Church podcast. We hope it's prompted you to want to follow Jesus, hopefully a lot, but even just a little bit more closely. If you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us, gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. It would really make our day. If you want to hear more from us, just a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the Holy Baptist Church app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to hear it as well. Simply search Holy Baptist Church. Thank you again for listening to Holy Baptist Church Podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time.